It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, and we are diving in today to the Rookie of the Year bets which we don't do a lot of betting talk here on the fantasy feast podcast we a lot of times save more of that for the even money podcast but it's really interrelated when you're talking about some of these rookie profits when you're talking about rookie of the year obviously the people we like for rookie of the year that means we'd like them to have good fantasy seasons i'm ross tucker at ross tucker nfl on any social media platform you can listen anywhere you can watch youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. The star of this show is Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy points superstar. If you go to fantasypoints.com, which you should use the code 21FEAST, that is absolutely the key. We love fantasypoints.com. And we love Joe Pennsylvania. And we love Tom Brawley who is one of your colleagues at FantasyPoints.com. Look, Tom's even wearing the Penn State hat. So legit, Tom. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I got the whole wall represented. I got Iron City beer on the wall. I got all my Penguins and Steelers and Pirates stuff. So I, I represent Pennsylvania well here in, uh, in Hold State a second, College. Tom. Hold on a second. You live in central Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Are you from central Pennsylvania? I'm original. I'm from like the Altoona, Johnstown area. Okay, so okay, okay, okay. I'm like right in that middle area. I I lived up in uh, Wilkesbury for a stretch of time down in Philadelphia. I was actually in Reading for the one summer at the Reading Eagles. So uh, I I'm Mister Pennsylvania. I am well traveled all across this state. But the point is, is you grew up in Altoona, Johnstown, which is a hundred percent Pittsburgh fans. Hundred oh. percent. Absolutely. Because yeah, I thought maybe you were from like living in like the Harrisburg or from like the Harrisburg Hershey area. I was going to say, really? Pittsburgh no, across no. the board. It, it's all Pittsburgh. Penguins, Pirates, Steelers. You know, we're, we're 90 minutes down, uh, you know, east uh, on 22 there from Pittsburgh. So uh, it, it's all Pittsburgh all the time in Altoona, Johnstown area. Got it. Okay. So let's talk about rookie of the year stuff. Tom, well, first of all, why don't you just dive into the stuff you do for fantasypoints.com? Everybody's obviously familiar with Joe. You can follow Tom on Twitter at Tom Brawley, but you do more of the betting stuff, right? Yeah, I, I do that mostly during the season. I, you know, I uh, you know look at lines and uh, you know totals and spreads and and props, and uh, even before the season, I'll, I'll you know dive into the season win totals, all the player totals going into the year. Uh, draft time, you know, I'm doing draft props and, uh, you know, that, that's my main focus, but you know, I, I, my background is also in fantasy sports. So, uh, I'm helping Joe out with our, uh, you know, the, the stock watch, uh, do the waiver wire every week. Uh, so I'm well-versed, but yeah, I'm probably like 75% on the betting side and 25% on the fantasy and season long stuff. Got it. But really Joe, as I mm-hmm. said, like if we dive into some of these rookie of the year odds, yep. they're also on some level, just the fact that the sports book puts these odds out, 
they're on some level giving you some indication of the type of season these skill guys are going to have and should be factored in in some way, shape, or form to how we're ranking these guys, where we're taking them in season-long best ball and dynasty. Well, I, I actually think, and, and I think this might be more of a rookie season props kind of kind of discussion when you bring that up, because these sports books weren't built on the books losing money. So they they are pretty damn good at setting these lines. Now, you have to keep in mind, when you use last year's and the year before and all, dating back maybe 10 years when the when the NFL offense has really started to get into the modern production level you have to keep in mind there's an extra game this year so the books are the books are flying blind too as to how that's going to affect things but they're they're not they're not uh dumb so you look at a lot of these lines here and these props and while we do find angles and Tom's certainly going to bring some of those up where he looked at the, some of these numbers and was like, man, that number's way too high or that number's way too low. Um, I, I think you can draw a picture indeed of where you should be drafting and ranking these guys because, look, they do not set stupid lines. And if they do set stupid lines, that stupid line gets pounded right away and it eventually changes. So there's a very narrow window, even if a book sets a dumb line, to hit the dumb line. And that's what Tom's doing. Tom's trying to find the dumb lines while they exist. And trying to, to get us to profit, but the rookie of the year props and and and, and the rookie of the year futures rather, and the rookie props, those are really interesting. It's all intertwined. It's a really interesting discussion from both a betting and a fantasy standpoint. But Tom, isn't it hard to know if a line is wrong or not because we're talking about rookies? Yeah, I mean to a certain extent, but you know we you know we're studying these situations. You know where guys are going. Uh, playing opportunities right away, you know that that's the whole scouting process as well. Uh, you know, checking out what these guys are doing in college and how their skills, you know, are going going to adapt to the NFL game here. So uh, it's all about you know piecing those jigsaw puzzle, you know, the jigsaw puzzle together. Uh, you know, and that sometimes you know that drafting rookies for fantasy that that's there's an advantage there. Uh, I know Joe. You know, we both of us have been high on Najee Harris. Uh, you know, he's just now starting to get drafted where he should have been drafted right after the draft. He was, you know, he was going in the third round still, even after the Steelers took him, even though, you know, they, he's going to be playing right away. He's going to be getting, you know, exclusive snaps in that backfield. He has the skill set, you know, as we saw uh, at Alabama to, you know, finish at the goal line. You know, he's a good receiver. And now, you know, his – his offensive rookie of the year odds and, you know, just the, in best ball drafts, it's just finally starting to catch up here. So, um, you know, that's how you find the, you know, where, where people are inaccurate uh, right off the bat. And now it's all starting to uh, the market has started to catch up here. So I wonder why, I mean, as soon as the Steelers drafted him, I thought he's got a decent chance at offensive rookie of the year and that he would go. I mean, Joe, you said, a couple of weeks on the show, a couple of weeks ago here on Facebook, you had him almost like a top 12 pick, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and Tom, I, I think this line has changed, and maybe you can give us some insight, but um, you bet him for rookie of the year because, you know, at, uh, look, we're, we can talk all, all day long about drafting running backs in the first round. You were of the mind that the Steelers should have taken the linemen and then maybe take Trey Sermon in the second round, which would have been a prudent approach as well, but – 
running backs who are drafted in the first round can win the rookie of the year. It doesn't matter if, if analytics think they don't matter. You know, that Saquon Barkley was rookie of the year a couple of years ago. So you hit him to be rookie of the year. And also the line you hit for him, his rushing yards was 915 and a half. Where is that number now? Because if, if he plays anywhere close to 17 games, that's like 55 yards a game. I, I cannot imagine Najee Harris would not hit that number. Yeah, I don't know where that 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 number is at now. That, you know, that was at uh, other sports books. Um, but you know, you know I thought that books. was yeah, other sports books. Uh, you know, that I thought that was extremely low. I, you know, I, I I that has to be up over a thousand yards, I would think, by the time uh, you know opening opening week comes around. But uh, yeah, you're right. These these first round running backs, you know, Saquon Barkley in 2018 won the award. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley was picked 10th overall in 2015 and won the award. And even there's some guys down the board. Alvin Kamara was a, a, a third round pick who won the award in 2017. And Eddie Lacy, uh, way back in 2013, uh, you know, it was a late second round pick when he won the award. So uh, these rookie running backs, they're sneaky. You know, you, you think of quarterbacks for all these big time awards. Uh, of course, we had Justin Herbert last year. Uh, nobody really saw that one coming. Uh, took a, a doctor's needle uh, to puncture uh, Tyrod Taylor's uh, lung there to, to get him on the field. But, uh, you know, this is one award where running backs are very much in the mix with the quarterbacks. I'm still seeing some value on that, Tom. I, I'm still I'm seeing a 949 and a half out there for Najee Harris. Now, I mean, let's just even say he plays 15 games. That's 63 yards a game. He's getting the ball 20 times a game. So, yeah, I, the, the the big question with the Steelers is, you know, they kind of haven't addressed the offensive line. Uh, you know, maybe their internal scouting, maybe they think more highly of, you know, some of the guys that they have coming back. Uh, you know, Zach Banner, you know, was a guy they were pretty high on, and he, uh, you know, tore his ACL in the first game of the season. Um, you know, they, they've drafted some guys in the third and fourth round here that they're hoping they can plug and play, so... Uh, at the end of the day, you know, as long as Harris stays healthy, I think that's a very attainable number. But uh, it's it's going to come down to probably offensive line play. But from all indications, the Steelers, you know, they, they told us what they want to do in the draft. They draft a running back. They draft uh, a Penn State guy, Pat Fryermuth, in the second round. Uh, they want to they want to get back to running the ball. They, they it was kind of embarrassing by the end of the by the end of last season the way that they were running the ball. Excuse me, Tom. According to Franco Harris, it's Freermuth. Freermuth. You might not be aware, yeah, but it's Fra Pat Franco. Franco. Franco Harris evidently goes to every Penn State home game, too. Like, that is unbelievable. Speaking of unbelievable, did you guys know that LinkedIn's network has 740 million professionals? That's like more than twice as many how many people there are in the United States. So what that means is, if you need someone for your job, and I know a lot of people that do right now, it is hard to get quality employees. It is hard to hire right now. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. Your first job post is free. So why not try it? Your first one's free. Literally everybody, anybody knows is on LinkedIn. So why not go there? Just visit linkedin.com slash feast again that's linkedin.com slash feast to post your first job for free terms and conditions apply that is an absolute no-brainer i'm sure fancy points 
does it because they've got like 50 guys on staff, so they got to find them somewhere. LinkedIn.com slash feast. All right, Tom, what about Travis Etienne? What did you find on his projections? Obviously, you like the overs for Najee Harris in terms of his prop bets. What about Etienne? Yeah, the number is a lot lower. It's it's six hundred and a half, uh, you know, depending where you look around. Uh, I'm a little more hesitant on this number. Just just there's a lot of smoke that they're going to kind of use James Robinson a lot. Uh, they went out and signed Carlos Hyde to a two year deal when nobody else, you know, thirty one other teams in the in the league weren't going to give Carlos Hyde a two year deal. So. Um, you know, they, they, he talked, you know, Urban Meyer talked about how, you know, they were looking at Kadarius Tony as a draft pick before the Giants took him, um, you know, at 20th overall before their 25th overall pick. So it sounds like Etienne doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily locked into like, uh, you know, a 15 carry per game kind of role. Uh, James Robinson's still around in the mix here. So, uh, I'm a little more hesitant on this one. Uh, maybe this is one I'll re-examine closer to the season once we get maybe a, a little bit more of a idea how they're going to rotate these backs in August and in the preseason. But uh, this number, you know, it's it's not daunting. It's 600 yards. It's you know 35 yard rushing yards per game. But you know, it's something I'm probably going to stay away from because of everything that's coming out of Jacksonville's camp right now. What about uh, – go ahead, Joe. Yeah, uh, Tom, I wanted to uh, ask you, maybe Ross has, has more on running backs, but what, when you were looking at the props and the rookie of the year odds, um, what did that tell you about these first-round wide receivers? Because as Ross knows, a couple weeks ago we discussed, you know, my best ball rankings and maybe our season-long rankings of these, these first-round wide receivers. And when I look at it, there's really only two guys who have a pretty great path to – instantaneous production and that's Chase and Devontae Smith. What what are the what are the betting markets say about that as well? Yeah, I mean Chase is kind of like the the sixth or seventh favorite. You know, Kyle Pitts has kind of moved ahead of him here, here recently with all the Holio talk. Um but his number, you know, his uh, receiving yards total is, you know, pretty uh they the books are pretty excited about him. It, you know, it's right around a thousand and fifty yards. So um, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, Joe, but I've noticed in best ball drafts, I was routinely getting him in the middle of the sixth round, late sixth round. Now, if I start looking for him in the sixth round, he's already been taken, yeah. you know, five or six picks before that. He's become, uh, you know, a middle of the fifth round. He, he and Smith are, are just going to move up throughout the summer. And I think, I think they'll, they'll reach a peak, Tom. I wouldn't be shocked if Chase is a fourth round pick at some point. Like, and Smith, I could see him sneaking into that sixth round range. Yeah, Smith, the, the buzz is a little bit slower on him, I've noticed. You know, I'm still routinely getting him, you know, eighth, ninth round. Uh, you know, every once in a while, he'll sneak past 100 picks in some of the best ball drafts that I'm doing. But uh, I could see the the buzz building for him as well, uh, especially with the Zach Ertz. You know, that's going to start probably heating up here uh, once August comes back around. If they don't get a deal done here, you know, the, the June 1st date has come and gone. So, uh, you know, guys can, you know, he's back on the market here. So uh, he has a path to being the number one receiver in Philadelphia. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if his number starts to crawl up here. Uh, you know, he starts becoming like a seventh round pick or so. But, uh, you know, but it's tough for the rookie of the year stuff. 
you know, these these receivers, you know, it's just Odell Beckham in the last ten yeah. years that's won if that Justin award. Jefferson didn't win it last year. It's, I mean, exactly. Yeah, Jefferson he sets the rookie record with fourteen hundred receiving yards. Uh, he didn't even really sniff the award. It was uh, Justin Herbert putting up you know rookie records as well at the quarterback position. Those guys always take you know they're they're they're, they're they're the, the trend centers, you know, unfortunately for Jefferson, he puts up 1,400 yards and can't can't win the award. So it, it takes a really special season for rookie wide receivers to win the award. So that's really uh, not a position I'm looking to bet with these rookie of the year awards. I'm kind of surprised. Forget the rookie of the year for a second, Tom. I'm kind of surprised Jalen Waddle's receiving yards number is higher than Devontae Smith. It just feels to me like Waddle's got – I mean, they've got some other receivers there, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, whereas it feels like Devontae Smith will be the guy in Philly. Just looking at it, Tom, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I would go over on Devontae Smith's prop and under on Jalen Waddle. I'm right there with you. I, I love Devontae Smith's uh, number. You know, it was right at 725, 730. Uh, I think, you know, anything up to like 800 is a pretty decent number for Devonta Smith. Uh, Waddle, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a little more skeptical there. Uh, you know, they bring in Will Fuller this offseason. Uh, you know, they're not replicas of each other, but they do a lot of the same things very well. You know, they can get downfield. Uh, they, 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 you know, they can create after the catch. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a little bit of overlap there. Mike Kosicki's another guy that can get – uh, pretty vertical out of the slot there for them in this offense. And you, you still have Devontae Parker. So, uh, you know, I, I see Devontae Smith with a chance to get to like a 20% target share, uh, really kind of own, you know, be the number one receiver in Philadelphia. But uh, Waddle's path is a lot murkier here. Uh, you know, even like a 16 or a 17% target share in Miami would probably be, you know, you, you would take that if you're drafting Waddle at this at this point in, in the summer. So, uh, and then, you know, there's both questions at quarterback, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, performed well in some spurts uh, at the end of last season. Uh, Tua was, you know, it was up and down as we know. So there, there are question marks at quarterback for both these guys, but uh, I just love Devonta Smith's, uh, you know, path to being the number one receiver in his offense a lot more. By the way, did you guys see that quote from Tua about he didn't know the offense as well as he should yeah. have last week? I was like, not good. Let me ask I you mean, about this yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, first of all, to not know the offense as well as you should, I don't really understand. But then to admit you didn't know it, maybe he's maybe I'm just a bad person because I would not admit that. I wonder maybe if I'm he not honest enough. I wonder if it just didn't come out the way he wanted it to <laughs> when he said that. Believe me, as somebody who does all these podcasts, Ross, I've said some things on here where I was like, oh, that sounded awful uh, <laughs> like, when I was thinking of it. But, yeah, it was just like, you know, it's kind of like smoky with Tua when you're like, all right, he comes out and he says he didn't know the offense all that well. They benched him twice in-game last year. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fair to still be a little skeptical there. All right, so here's my question, Tom. How high are the projections for Kyle Pitts, the Falcons' tight end, and do you think he goes over or under? It's got to be the highest projections for any rookie tight end ever, right? Uh, it, it absolutely is. Yeah, you, you throw in the extra seventeen, you know, the seventeenth game there. Uh, you know, it's eight hundred and seventy-five yards from what I was looking at. 
Um, you know, believe me, I'm high on him. Uh, I'm going to be drafting him a lot in the sixth, seventh round range, uh, just in case he is kind of that next Darren Waller, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey type of tight end here. But this is a extremely high number. I, I you know, I started digging through the numbers. Uh, Jeremy Shockey was the only rookie tight end who's ever gone over 800 receiving yards in a season in the last 33 years. Um, you know, you, you look at the tight ends last year who cleared 800 yards. It was Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, literally two guys. Uh, the rest of the league was below 725 receiving yards at the position. Obviously, there was, you know, some guys that were hurt or banged up. Uh, you know, George Kittle probably would have easily cruised past that. But um, Still, though, so, it was two guys. Yeah, it was two guys. And, you know, this is a, you know, believe me, I have very high expectations for Kyle Pitts. Uh He's been kind of a unicorn throughout the whole process. He, you know, he's the highest tight end to ever be drafted, you know, with the fourth overall pick. Uh, you know, he looks like a big, big receiver. You know, he he moves like a big receiver. So he is unique, but uh, this is this is a tough number for me. I, I had I had to look under here, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly be wrong if he uh, comes out and, uh, quickly puts himself with the Kelseys and with the Wallers and with the Kittles. But, um, you know, I got to see him going up against this the elite level of competition uh, first before I, I believe that he can go up over this number. And yeah, Tom, then, oh, sorry, go Ross. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, Tom, who are some of the, the guys as we wrap up here that you've, that you've bet on to win Rookie of the Year? And, and, and keep in mind, like, you're not – you're not guaranteeing that these guys are going to win the rookie of the year. You just see some value here. Yeah, I, I, I touched on Najee Harris uh, at the top there. Uh, I got a plus 1,500 number there. Um, that number is not around very much anymore. Uh, I, I haven't looked around, but uh, I, I know like DraftKings, you know, the number's down to plus 800 at this point. Uh, you know, basically the value's been cut in half. So, uh, you know, the number yeah, – you know, the, the, the reasons, you know, that he's going to dominate the backfield here. They want to kind of change the offense a little bit here. And uh, it's it's been all positive coming out of Pittsburgh. And, and the other one was uh, Trey Lance at plus 900. His number has, you know, dipped a bit as well. It's, you know, I look around, I see it plus 600 and plus 700 now. Uh, you know, the reasoning there is, you know, he's – He's the guy that the you know Kyle Shanahan traded up to get. He he mm-hmm. shipped a lot away uh, to get that number three overall prick uh, overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not a prick, but, <laughs> but well, I didn't know you knew him personally. Tom yeah, the number three overall prick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lance. You know it, he has all the gifts there. This everything is setting up great for this 49ers offense. Uh, you know you're getting all the weapons back with George Kittle. Uh, Debo Samuel had a, you know, it was just an injury riddled year for him last year. Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, he was a special receiver in his first year. Uh, the schedule is, it, it's the best schedule in the league. The, the 49, I mean, by far it's the, you go look through all the measurements, you know, you know the win totals, you know, whatever you want to look at. And the 49ers have the easiest schedule in the league. So, um, well, you know, the, the, the big question is how long do they stick with Jimmy Garoppolo? I, We'll, we'll see. I, you know, a team moves up to number three to, to draft a guy. I think he's going to get on the field relatively early. Uh, we'll see how it plays out in the, you know, preseason and train camp. But uh, I think Lance gets on the field by October. And 
you know, with these type of awards, it's really how you finish, uh, you know, with these rookie of the year, you know, what's the last thing? Cause these are awards that are voted on by media members and, you know, you, it's the last thing that you remember. And if the 49ers are 12 and five and win the NFC West and he's the quarterback of the team, uh, it's going to be tough to pick somebody over Trey Lance. I'm, I'm curious, Tom, last question. You know, we talked about Trey Lance there for rookie of the year. We got into the running backs, Kyle Pitts and some of the receivers. Was there any quarterback, rookie quarterback prop bet that you felt really strongly about, whether it's Lawrence or Wilson or any of these guys? Yeah, there's not a whole lot of numbers out there just yet. There's just uh, pretty much Lawrence and Wilson. Uh, You know, Wilson's number was, you know, around 3,850 yards, uh, depending on where you look at. Uh, You know, I thought that number was – you know, a little bit low. You know, he's he's a guy that's going to start right away. Uh, you know, has the potential to play 17 games. Uh, it's not a, a, a terribly difficult number. It's 226 yards per game if he plays all 17. Uh, you know, the Jets have done some really nice things at receiver. They don't necessarily have that, like, A-lister guy. They have, you know, a lot of nice pieces with Corey Davis and uh, drafting Elijah Moore. Denzel Mims is a guy that a lot of people are high on here going into his second season. Jamison Crowder is still on the roster. They go out and sign Keelan Cole. So there's definitely a lot of weapons there. And uh, the the Jets defense could stink this year. So there's a a chance for some pretty pass-heavy scripts as well, playing in that AFC East. You're going up against the Dolphins. You're going up against the Bills. You're going up against the Patriots. They could be trailing in a lot of games. So uh, I actually like Wilson's. Uh, passing over his number a little bit more. Lawrence's number is, you know, up at that 4,100 to 4,200 range. And just there's just a little bit too much uncertainty. I, I, I'm not completely sure what Urban Meyer's offense is going to look like. I, I think it might be leaning a mo- little bit more run-centric, you know, with those three backs and with LaVisca Chenault. So, you know, I, I like the Wilson over his number a little bit more than Trevor Lawrence's number. Well, plus with Urban Meyer, I mean, they're going to have so many of those handoffs to Tebow than he throws. It, so, you <laughs> yeah. don't know. Uh, hey, check out Tom on Twitter at Tom Brawley. You can hear he's a stud. Really, all the fantasypoints.com guys are amazing. Use the code 21Feast when you go over there. It's B R O L L E Y for Brawley. Joe is the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker pod, which is where you can always see the highlight clips of all of the shows, or you can just watch the whole show. If you want any of them, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, I am stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 9 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.